is the Big Church Podcast. Uh, How many of you guys do have your Christmas shopping done? Okay, so the rest of us have our work cut out for us in the next few days, right? Well, I also want to let you guys know that we are 16 days away to a new year and a new decade. And I have one question for you. How many of you are living out your purpose and you know it? Okay, I see one. I see two. I see a kind of. Okay. Oh, wow. This, okay. Everybody take out your notes right now. You've got to write this down because we're going to get you living out your purpose in 2020. Well, what is purpose? I'm glad you asked. Google says that it's the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. Your purpose is why God created you, why he formed you in your mother's womb. Your purpose is powerful. There are distractions from your purpose. And I'm going to just tell you one of my distractions today, just so I'm not distracted every time I pull up my pants today. So uh, about 14 years ago, I was run over and it crushed my left foot. And for two years, I was non-weight bearing on my left foot. So this leg got to be muscular. So if you look, I've got a high water on one leg and it's down on the other. So there's my distraction and it could have been a distraction for you. Now it's out of the way. Let's go. Uh, I want to tell you a story about when my second son was born. Colby is a, a little wild. Uh, a lot wild. And I remember when he was 16 years old, he was into dirt bike racing and thug life and all that. And, and he wanted this chest piece that said relentless all over it. And I was like, yep, that's him. And it, it describes him. It still describes him today at 27 years old in the business world. He's relentless. Um, so What happened on the day that Colby was born is I went to the hospital in the morning three weeks early. Like, I was having contractions. This baby was coming. And I get to the hospital, and they're like, oh, no, he's three weeks early. I'm I'm not sure. So they give me whatever they give you in the IV to stop the contractions. Send me home. I get home about three hours later, these contractions are hitting me again. And I'm like, oh my gosh, do I go and look stupid again or what do I do? So I end up going back to the hospital and they were like, no, you cannot have this baby yet. Shoot me again, send me back home. Well, that was before I started eating healthy. And so I went through the drive-thru at McDonald's, got a big old Mac (laughs) (laughs) and a large fry, and I even drank a Coke. And so I step up from the garage into the house, and whoosh, my water breaks. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. (laughs) So I drove back to the hospital. They had to do an emergency C-section, and my relentless son was born. Before we jump in, to the greatest story ever told and about the greatest birth ever told. Can we just pray? Father, we come to you today, God, asking you to speak directly to our hearts, to 
speak to our minds, to challenge us to figure out our purpose so that we can live on purpose for all of 2020 and the rest of our lives. God, I ask that you would speak through me and that people would open their hearts to receive. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to preach a message today called Pregnant with Purpose. We're going to look in Luke chapter 1, and we're going to start in verse 26. And it says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin? Virgin. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And we're going to skip down to verse 38, and this was her response. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word be fulfilled to me. Then the angel left her. I personally cannot imagine being Mary. But I want you to put yourself in her shoes for the next couple sentences. You are like 12 to 15 years old. And an angel appears to you and announces that the God of the universe has chosen you to bring forth the the son that will change everything. You're going to be the most influential woman to ever go down in history. Now, come on. Everybody, when you hear that you're going to be the most influential person in the world, it kind of sounds cool, right? You're like, yeah, sign me up. Yes, I want to do that. But then imagine that the angel says, well, I know you're not married to Joseph yet, but you're going to become pregnant out of wedlock. Come again. And the baby's not even going to be Joseph's. Can you imagine? I already know. Two weeks ago, we know what's going to happen. People are getting out the magnifying glass to look at Mary's life. And then they begin to whisper and talk behind her back. And that I can just hear the conversations in the gossip mills saying, Can you believe that little Mary, like 12 or 13-year-old, is pregnant? And did you know it doesn't even belong to the guy she's engaged to? Oh, goodness. Can you imagine that? I want you to write this down. To people, perception is reality. 
People form their opinions on what they see before they ever know the truth. She was pregnant with purpose, but all people could see was the perception that they saw. Church, we have got to watch everything that we do. Where we go, what we say, how we respond. And it matters in everything. It doesn't just matter in your daily life. It matters what you do on social media, what you're liking, what you're commenting on and all that. Because people associate you with following Jesus. And when we don't follow and support people, what's it saying? Perception is reality. So you have to think about all of that so that you can protect your purpose. Your first purpose on this earth that God created you for is salvation, to live a life for him. But Mary knew the truth and she realized that God had chosen her to birth a purpose that would impact the entire world for eternity. So many people, you guys, can I just get real with you? I want to be used by God. God, use me. Please, Lord, I just want to be a, a vessel in your hands. Use me, God. But they don't count the cost. They don't understand the weight that comes with that. They don't understand the responsibility. They don't understand any of that. And what ends up happening is the very prayer that they prayed turns into saying, Hey, I'm just tired of everybody using me. I can't believe God. And, they didn't, and here's the deal. They blame the church. Baby, we get what we pray for. And I'll tell you, we counted the cost before we planted the church. And we, we prayed for months and we, count, we had already had the, uh, the refuge. But we did not fully count the cost, did we? It is a gigantic weight, but it's worth it. Mary counted the cost of birthing and raising the Savior of the world. And I could just hear Mary when she said, yes, I'm here for it. Yeah, let's go. I love watching first-time moms. Uh, it's just so fun to watch them go, you know what? I've never taken vitamins. I hate taking vitamins. I, that leaves, leaves that nasty taste in my mouth. I don't like to do that. I don't want to eat healthy. I don't want to get enough rest. Uh, you know, I may have been a smoker, and I, I just can't give that up. But some, suddenly, they get pregnant, and everything changes because they're carrying a purpose. It's no longer about them. Their whole thought process goes to take care of that baby, to carry it, to birth it, to raise it. God has given each of you a purpose. I want you to turn to your neighbor right now, especially in this room, and say, you have a purpose. You have a purpose. He has designed you to do something specific. And here's the cool thing about purpose. It fulfills you and makes you feel good and like you're doing something, but it also does something in the kingdom of God. And he created you for this time, in this time, at your job, in church, and everything that you do that is related to your purpose is all for his glory. 
This Christmas, as we close out yet another year, I want to take some time to prepare for the new year. I believe that the way you close one season determines the success of another. How many of you guys are like, I just can't wait for 2020. I can't wait for a new year. This year has been so hard. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, in the next 16 days, the way you close this out determines how you're going to get how successful you will be in next season. I, my husband said to me, because I, I, you know, I'm trying to eat healthy, and he said, I'm just waiting until after the holidays. I was like, I kind of get that, but just also think this thought with me for a minute. I want January to hit off strong, so what if I just I'm going to eat big on Christmas Eve and Christmas. But what if I start now? It's going to determine how successful I am next year. I want to encourage you and challenge you in your purpose. So I have a question for you. What are you pregnant with? For some, it's a real baby. Hello, Caroline. Wave to us. She's got this cute little baby bump. Oh, So Caroline is pregnant with a natural baby. Some of you are pregnant with a new business, finishing your schooling. You might be pregnant with a new dream, but every single one of us have goals and dreams. And God has placed that in there, impregnated us with goals and dreams. You have to protect that baby. You have to protect that purpose. So my question to you is, what are you filling your womb with? Is it worry? Anxiety? Is it a to-do list that is way too long? Is it your kids are driving you crazy? It is Christmas. And we know how we use Santa in Christmas. Um, is it negativity? Is it your circle? Is it toxic people around you poo-pooing on your dreams? Or is it your own toxic thoughts that you can't get out of the box and believe what God has for you? Whatever you allow in your womb is what you will birth. Whatever you allow in your womb is what you will birth. So be very careful what you let in. Just like Mary, you are pregnant with purpose. And you may not be, there's no may, you are not birthing the Savior of the world. But what you are about to birth will change the world. But it's up to you. You were created and exist for a reason. And I believe that it's time to press in. It's time to pray. And it's time to push that baby out. There are three things we can learn from the way that Mary birthed her purpose. Number one, learn to say yes to God, period. That's it. But be careful because sometimes we think a good thing is a God thing and it's not from God. So be careful to, and learn to say yes to God. Ask him for confirmation. He will show you if it's from him or if it's from somebody else wanting you to do what they want you to do or if it's something in of yourself and you go, oh, well, it's just, yeah, I'm going to say God said. 
Be very careful with that. I was talking to a pastor friend this week and they said to me, uh, I know I need to go to the next level in ministry and with God, but I just don't want to do it. So I began to ask questions and come to find out it was what everybody else was expecting them to do instead of what God was wanting them to do. So it's why we have to question ourselves and make sure that we're only saying yes to God. Mary was submissive to God and, wanted, and, God, and what God wanted of her. She said, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. You guys, and that can only happen with your yes. No matter what it looks like, no matter how hard it is, no matter what other people think about you, your yes, when, God, when you say yes to God, he's going to create in you exactly what he wants you to complete. And he's going to give you the plan and the provision. Number two, feel the fear and do it anyway. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Sometimes we got to do things afraid, amen? Sometimes we've got to do it even though we're so frightened by it. We may not know the outcome or how it will go, but we do know the one in control. You see, fear and faith can't live within the same body. It can live there, but only one of them is going to win. So if you give in to fear, you're not going to fulfill your purpose. But if you give in to faith, watch what God will do. Mary chose to say yes to God, even though she didn't know how Joseph would react. I mean, Joseph, you guys, could have completely said to Mary, listen, chick, you're pregnant. <laughs> not by me. I'm going to go on and fulfill my purpose in my life. But she told him that uh, even though she was afraid and didn't know his answer. Number three, keep your eyes on the promise of your purpose. Do not get distracted by your circumstances. Mary had to ride this donkey 80 miles, pregnant, ready to deliver a baby, and bouncing on her bladder all the way to Bethlehem. Women, you know what I'm talking about. That is not fun. But she kept her eyes on the promise. And that was to deliver the purpose that, to change the world, Jesus. This year, my word was focus. And I had to keep my eyes on that prize, on that promise, on that purpose all year long. I had to say no to friends. Because I had a purpose that God wanted me to fulfill and I had to stay focused on. I had to say yes to fun or no to fun things so that I could do what God had asked me to do. I had to just kind of put myself aside for this year so that God could birth in me what he wanted to birth. And sometimes the path to your purpose will be, a, will be long. It might be a year. It might be two years. It might be bumpy. You might have to say no to some things. And it is going to be uncomfortable. But keep going. Living out your purpose isn't easy. There's always going to be painful moments in that. Confusing moments. And you're going to feel like giving up. Has any, can anybody relate to this? I mean, 
I can tell you since we started this church, there's been many days that the enemy has clouded my mind to try to distract me from my purpose where I just want to give up and be a part of a church. You know, I can go, I can move and, and go help some other pastor build a church. I know what to do. But that is a lie of the enemy to distract you from your purpose. Here are some truths I want you to learn in the waiting. Your yes will be rewarded. Galatians 6, 9 says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time you will reap a harvest if you do not give up. Your commitment speaks louder than you think. There are people that are attached to your purpose that are watching every move that you make. And so it matters. Your commitment to your purpose speaks louder than you know. It won't be easy, but it will always be worth it. This year, um, this summer, God really laid on my heart. We've been doing small groups since we started Big Church. um, And... Never collectively have they been amazing. A group will be amazing here and there and so on and so forth. And so God told me, let's not do small groups in the fall. Kill them and develop a new system. Now, if you know me, systems are not my thing. I am an Enneagram 8. I'm a visionary. I like people. I do not like sitting down and creating systems. I don't like to be put in a box. And that's what I felt like that did. But can I tell you, it was worth it in the end. Because I believe this new uh, big life small group system is going to be incredible. As a matter of fact, if you don't sign up in January and February, you're going to wish you would have signed up to get in a group. I believe it that much, not because of what I did, but because I said yes to God. And I sat through the hard times of typing out a brand new manual, so on and so forth. It will be worth it. There will also be lonely times where you feel like you have nobody in your corner. But the Bible says that God will never leave you and he will never forsake you. And if all everybody is against you, you've got one fighting for you and the one that put the purpose in you to begin with. And the last thing I want you to remember is Mary. I have this phrase that keeps me going in hard times or dark times. And it's, I don't have to do this forever, but I do. And then you fill in the blank. So Christmas is a busy time of the year. I haven't even started my Christmas shopping. I haven't even thought about Christmas shopping, to be honest with you, because when you run a church, that's my focus. And so, um, you know, I, I keep telling myself this whole month, I don't have to live like this forever, but I do till December 22nd. Come on, somebody, right? <laughs> so that is a phrase that you can take and put into action this week. God truly wants to use your little lives 
to make a big difference. It will impact your family. It will impact this city. It will impact your church by you saying yes. Can I tell you that our mission is to love Louisville back to life? And the way that we do that is by our actions. I have a couple shout outs. One, I love what Lori Hogg is doing at Wayside Christian Mission. She is weekly, multiple times a week, She's taking items down there. She's loving on people that, are, that, that the world has kind of just said, oh, they're unlovable. But she's going down there and volunteering her time. I love what Brandon and Casey do. Every single first Monday of, uh, of the month, they gather stuff and they go feed the homeless breakfast Monday, first on the first Monday. And I love what... Alyssa's doing with our outreach here at Big Church. Once a quarter, we're having four to five to six different outreach events where she's organizing us and organizing it so that we can make a difference in our city. And you guys, it's more than wanting to do it. It's more than saying we're to love Louisville back to life. It's putting our hands to the plow and our feet to the street to make a difference. Your purpose is so much bigger than you. My question for you is, can we quit talking about it and be about it? You are pregnant with purpose. And I want to make sure that 2020, you birth the very thing that God wants you to birth. People's lives are tied to your life. You exist for more than going through the motions, going to your daily job, getting a paycheck, Sitting on a church pew, you were made to make a difference. What if Mary would have given up because it was too hard and had not fulfilled her purpose? How long would it have been before Jesus was birthed? But because of one woman said yes, history changed. Who's ready to birth something? Okay, I love seeing more hands now. Can I just say that the greatest Christmas gift that you can give yourself is salvation. And you can't give it to yourself. God freely gave it to you, but you have to choose to accept it. So today, as they dim the lights, if you've never given your life to Jesus... Would you fulfill the first purpose of your life and say, yes, God, here's my little life. Would you do something with it? And I'm going to meet you down on the right hand of the stage to pray with you if you're interested in that. But every single other person, I want to challenge you. If you want to make your life matter, if you want to fulfill your purpose in 2020, would you come down front and say, yes, 2020 is my year. We hope you enjoyed this message on the My Big Church podcast. We thank everyone who has given to support this ministry. To find out more about how to support financially or more about Big Church, you may visit our website, mybigchurch.com. If you live in the Louisville, Kentucky area and don't have a church home, we would love to have you as our guest at Big Church. We are located at 7209 Faganbush Lane in Louisville, and we have worship services at 945 and 1130 every Sunday. Thank you again for listening to the My Big Church Podcast.